This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's been a while. Was I here last week? I don't remember. No, no, you I, weren't. Look at this. Uh, it's QP in the chat says, fuck yes, Gary's here. You're back, Gary. You know yeah, I, mean? I must have missed it. Like, I know I've been very in and out uh, recently, both on uh, KFGD and sure. the X-Cast. Because, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm a show business you You're know, person. Moves. And I'm always, I'm always making moves. Can't stand still. You've already more, slipped more, up, said you were writing a super superhero book, some kind of comic book kind I'm of I'm all about going forwards, not backwards. All you know, whatever meme, whatever gif you want to apply to me this morning, they're all true. Sure. sure. Well, you're just making money moves out there. Have you had time for video games or have you been so caught up? Yeah, in yeah. I actually uh, I played a, I played an amazing um game of uh, Mario Golf this morning in an online lobby. It was a very tight actually the first time I've ever seen it. It was a three-way tie for first oh, wow. place. And I do want to once again just point out Andy Cortez, who constantly keeps dancing around this whole Mario Golf thing. Oh, you know, when are we going to play, Widow? When are we going to play? Like He likes to do like a whole performative thing like on social sure. media. But when I actually reach out to him and say, "When? okay, when are we playing? It's like, what? Sorry, I can't hear you. Must, this must be a bad connection. Sure. He's busy that day. Yeah, for of the course record, he is. He's watching Mary, his you hair. Still introduced. You quiet down to the introduced for the first time. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, for the record, Gary, you yourself kind of hard to pin down to play games with. You always, whenever a big one's coming up, Outriders, whatever, you're always down to play with me. Then me and well, Mike get you up for skippies, uh, and you're yeah. like, I'm not playing right now. Every now and again, I'll, yeah, things like Outriders, like by the time the game comes out, I actually I look and I go, eh, you know what, I'm, life's too short. Um, but <laughs> but there are things I do want to play with Sea of Thieves. You remember I had a technical issue, but I I, I will get around to. It, I promise the Mario Golf thing is real. Um, oh, I know I you're all about Mario Kart. I, I will I, challenge I anyone, anywhere, anytime. I'm not hard to find. Come find me. We're in the middle Dude, of a show. We've got to talk about the challenge. news. Whatever, we'll figure it out. This we'll is, this around, this is, the funny thing is it originally started with me challenging you, Greg. Yeah. It's now turned into more of an Andy thing because he's the one flapping his yap. and you know, yeah, he's right. I, mean, I got, you know, I flapped my yap for a while. And what happened? Andy pumped my teeth down my two strokes. I had to shut up. It's all talk, though. He's got nothing to back it up. Well, I mean, we've known for years Andy's all talk. You know what I mean? And I assure you, when he wakes up at 11.30 a.m. today, he's going to have something to say about all this. But before <laughs> then, we need to talk about a series of Persona teases, two delays, and a Nickelodeon Smash Brothers clone. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show you can squad up with your request to talk to other and play, play with other video game friends and the kind of funny best friend network you 
can get each and every episode of the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every episode, each and every weekday. And of course, you can do so much more like getting your name read as a Patreon producer, uh, supporting the other shows, getting exclusive content. You know the drill. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, just like Cloud9000 is, OM Jesus is, and the Turbulent Turtle is. Uh, if you're watching live, of course, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping. Uh, it is Tuesday, which means there is a brand new PS. I love you. XOXO live right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny uh, games podcast services. You know the drill. Uh, we're talking about director's cuts. And if you love or hate them based on some of the Hideo Kojima comments. But beyond that, Janet Garcia and myself have a whole bunch to say about where the heart leads both on the show. But more importantly, if you ask me on the Patreon post show, uh, Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. We do a 30 minute spoiler cast for where the heart leads a game out to today that is all about narrative choice so even if you never want to play that game really fun conversation if you do want to play that game play it and then you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and get the post show there now speaking of patreon.com slash kind of funny games today the one the only the head of xbox phil spencer is coming on the kind of funny games cast he will be live recording with us this afternoon and of course that will be up everywhere youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe tomorrow uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by DoorDash, Full Sail, and Omen. But Blessing will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We have six news items on the Roper Report and a rumor that I refuse to call news. Baker's Dozen. Also, just breaking news from the live chat here on twitch.tv slash games. right? Uh, there's a, a poll going right now that says, is Andy a coward? And the yeses are winning with 44%. Ooh, of let the me votes. get in on that poll. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, get quick. on in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's, is Andy a coward? Yes is winning, followed by only with Gary. And then way in the back is no. Just nobody believes that Andy Cortez is not a coward. You hate to see it, but is finally the truth is winning out, everybody. Uh, or should I go with yes or only with Gary? You should go with yes. Just yeah. overall, he's a coward. Yeah, I'm going to make because yeah, I'm going to tactically yeah. vote for the one that's got the most votes. Yeah, okay. Gary, the I hear one, scream all the time when news story of the day, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to start the Persona hype machine once again. Persona's Ooh. 25th anniversary is upon us, and uh, they are teasing seven upcoming announcements starting now and going all the way through autumn 2022. We're going to go over to Darren at GameSpot for the report. Developer Atlas is marking the 25th anniversary of the Persona franchise with some big news as the studio teased not one, but seven new announcements for the series. These reveals won't be made all at once, though, as Atlas tweeted that it'll spread the silver anniversary announcements out over the course of a year the first of which will be made in september and the final one coming in autumn 2022 quote stay tuned for a year of persona news events and more atlas tweeted with an image that looked vaguely like grand threat grand theft persona because all the different protagonists and like nothing uh what those announcements could be are up for some speculation as they could range from new games through 
Yeah, through the merchant dry, mer- merchant dry, merchandise drops. Uh, but what is interesting is that the tweet came from both Atlas and its Western marketing division, Atlas West. Atlas parent company Sega recently confirmed that it would increase efforts to bring games from the developer to Western audiences much more quickly than compared to previous efforts, which resulted in year-long waits for some titles. Sega's also looking to bring more of Atlas's library to PC, especially with games like Persona 4 Golden finding great success on the platform gary witta i know you enjoy the persona you were you mm-hmm. were big talk for persona 5 you were all about yes. it you're playing it for a while you were obsessed with it yes what is this anniversary seven announcements over the course of a year more than a year actually do for you i mean oh, but if I, by the way first of all i just like to point out uh, is andy a coward yes 52 percent of the vote was the was that was the final uh, result the right there, so that that's now been scientifically uh, proven um Yes, I love. So I wouldn't. It's unfair for me to say, um, uh, or would be inaccurate, I should say, uh, to say that I'm a fan of the Persona series because I've only played that one game. I do. I did install uh, Persona, 4, uh, Persona 4 Golden yeah. uh, on Steam when it came out on PC. Which I haven't got it in yet. It's in my never-ending backlog of shame. Uh, but Persona Five really was uh, such a massive uh, surprise to me. I don't. I don't usually really like that kind of game. Turn-based um, RPGs. Turn-based RPG, stuff that's very, 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 very Japanese anime in flavor. At least historically, I didn't. I've actually had a big turnaround on that, um, as, you, as you may know, Greg. Persona 5, I think, was really... I used to like Super Mario, um, uh, Paper Mario. Paper Mario. You know, that Paper had a little Mario. bit of the turn-based on it. I, I used to like that. But I never really... You know, the whole genre was was not really one. For, I kind of, I just found it kind of too slow and tactical sure. and boring. And I but then you kind found of Persona more. Five, and then, then I found Persona found. Five. Like just, a dragon. The, the world is so fascinating. The story is so fascinating. Uh, I lo- I actually ended up loving the turn based combat. It's just so batshit crazy. I loved it, and that then led to me um, falling in love, as you say, Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, I'm playing uh, Scarlet Nexus right now, which is more real time, but still yeah. very kind of Japanese anime and flavor and so the the door has been unlocked you know for me for that for that kind of game and that that, that that's a broader conversation but i'm excited to see what these announcements are persona 5 is absolutely absolutely i think probably whichever year it was it was my favorite game of that year i think i'd like something like 150 hours uh in it and i subsequently installed the i was going to do royal i need to go back and kind of do it all over again yeah it's just so so good i it's not for everyone because it is a very specific kind of game and it's like you either love it or hate it i loved it um, and so what I, I don't know what any of these announcements are going to be, but having dipped my toe into the very deep, fulfilling waters of the Persona universe, I'm excited to see what is coming next. I'm, well, it's interesting, I'm right? In. Because I feel like you and me are a, a, a union here, right? Where you fell so hard for Persona 5, whereas I'd fallen so hard for Persona 4, uh, Golden on Vita, and then, of course, Persona 3 on PS2, and then eventually PSP when I was still at IGN reviewing them. But if we're talking about Persona in any way, shape, or form, we, of course, have to invite to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. Barrett Courtney, how are you this fine Tuesday morning? Doing well, Greg. How are you doing? Oh, that was a good radio voice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, where are you with seven Persona announcements celebrating the 25th anniversary now till autumn 2022? Uh, first off, before I get ahead of myself, I just I, I know I'm, I'm skipping ahead just a little bit, but just because I'm going to be leaving soon. Uh, story number four. The Nickelodeon All Star Brawl uh, uh, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, that game's going to be generic as fuck. Have absolutely no hype for that game. Anyways, okay. back to Persona. Um, what does this do for me? I don't, it's it's interesting. 
um, especially with like uh, some of the images that they were putting up, like of the protagonist, and then there was like a, a secret image that they hadn't shown yet. Um, all of this kind of came out at this. I feel like it's the same time where um, there's like some internal reporting or something like that where. Uh, the one of the heads of the team was talking about like you know it's it's daunting that uh for the next persona game of like what we want to do and how we want to follow up five and how we grow the series uh feels very similar to like when you know persona three kind of changed the series and like how do you follow that up with four and stuff like that uh, and they I, I think someone was saying like they can't do it with the, like the same exact team and they're like they're looking to possibly expand uh the the team that works on the series and stuff like that so if that was actually if that quote was from uh around the same time as all this stuff popping up uh like this last weekend and stuff i i don't see like a lot of people are like oh persona 6 like what, what's going on here um I, I i think maybe a persona 6 announcement is that autumn 2022 announcement like that's where they end the year of yeah. uh, the 25 uh 25th anniversary and that announcement is like kind of like a a tease of just like what the vibe of the game is because if you remember like persona 5 got announced years and years before it got actually released oh, course, yeah. and it was like the weirdest kind of like 30 second tease it gave you like the color palette like that red and black yeah. uh it like i think the the one that came out a couple months later like actually had uh the protagonist joker in it uh and then you know that game didn't come out for a few years after so uh, I feel like, yeah, that's where that's where the year will end in autumn 2022. I think we'll I think we'll see Persona 6. I think your smart money's on that. And who I want to introduce here is uh, Reggie over Ooh. at Persona Central, who had a whole bunch of had a big write up on this that was getting circulated around, had some context. Uh, Persona team producer and director Wada had previously teased exciting plans for the Persona series in December 2020. Wada had made a similar mention in December 2019 when he stated that the team was carefully planning steps to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Persona in 2021. The exciting plans that have been teased for two years now will be set in motion this September. One of these seven projects will potentially be Codename X, a previously teased mobile game inspired by Persona 5 and officially licensed by Perfect World Games, seemingly announced earlier than it should have been. Uh, the game's official reveal has not been made yet. Sure, the mobile game, whatever. I think it's more interesting to look back as far as December 2019 and mm. see that, yeah, they were already looking to this and planning to this. And then now to be announcing, hey, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Persona and it's going to go all the way to August 2022. I do think you end with a tease for what Persona 6 will be. Yeah, and now it's just like interesting of like what those other five announcements are since like we assume that the end one will be Persona 6 and then one of them is this uh, code name X. Yeah. Thing. And like, what, what are those other five announcements? Someone in the chat was like, oh, well, we finally get uh, Persona 5 to Game Pass. I, I still refuse to believe that Persona 5 well, is coming to Switch, to, right, Barry? You want an uh, Xbox platform or like a Switch or anything. Maybe to maybe to PC, though. Maybe we maybe we see some sort of Persona 5 Royal port to, to PC. That'd be cool. Uh, especially because like Persona 5 Strikers, when that came out, I think for both uh plays like playstation and um Switch. pc uh you could have like 60 frames per second and like playing those games like actually animated in 60 frames per second is great because persona 5 royal te technically runs at 60 frames but nothing is animated to be 60 frames it's all 30 frames and it's really weird and off-putting after playing strikers anyways sorry no it's fun uh gary witta are you then looking forward to a august or autumn 2022 for would you be down for another persona 6 would you would you be all about that 
Yeah, I mean, if we were doing a wish list, Persona 6, like the next big, you know, game in the core franchise, the follow-up to Persona 5, which, you know, we all loved so much, that would probably be at the top of my wish list. In terms of, like, what else might be, you know, among these uh, these announcements, you know, it's for me, it's, a, it's like, I can, like, guess, but there's also, like, an, actual, an element of wishful thinking. Like, as someone who came into the, into the Persona 5 series, sorry, the Persona series, See, for me, it's the same thing that Persona is Persona 5, because that's the only one that I play. Sure. But in terms of the whole series, um, again, I do need to get Persona, get to Persona 4 Golden. It's great that they have that now on Steam. I would like to see Persona 3 and some of the earlier Persona games maybe uh, get remastered. Maybe maybe they could do like a bundle similar to what you know Nintendo's done with some of the, or Square's done with some of the Final Fantasy stuff um in the past like you know give give us for people that came into the fight into the persona series late give us an opportunity to go back and like revisit some of the older titles and familiarize ourselves us familiarize ourselves with the history of the series without having to kind of dig out old hardware or, or emulators or whatever i think that would be nice um you know barrett talked about strikers that was a really interesting you know foray into a different genre kind of a side game a spin-off uh, might be interesting to see. Maybe there's another spin-off. Maybe they'll try another genre. What else might be there? I don't know. Um, that could be really fun. Um, Game Pass, I think, is all. You know, I think that is a bit of a bit of a stretch. But again, with Game Pass these days, you never never know. But I would love to see uh, Persona Five uh, come to Xbox and Switch, just because when you love a game that much, you want everyone you, 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 yeah. you want it to be in front of as, as many people as possible um and but I, if i could like if i could make any one of them true then obviously yeah a, a new full fat sequel persona 6 running on next gen hardware ps5 series x hopefully as well yeah that would be wonderful i, I, I want all of the things give me all of the persona things and I I, I I just want to like uh make it clear for maybe people who haven't heard me talk about this a million times uh in chat stuff like that it's not that i don't want persona 5 to come to other platforms it's persona 5 royal is my favorite game of all time i would love for more people to be able to check that out and i do think game pass is like the best service for them to do that especially with like all the yakuza games uh being on there um like sega is no uh um, they're, they're not new to like what Game Pass can do for a series. It's just sure. that Atlas is very weird about putting mainline Persona games on anything that isn't PlayStation. Um, like Persona 4 Golden coming to PC last year was like a wild fucking move. Um, and I, I do think that was a sort of test to see like what their titles could do on something that isn't just PlayStation. And like, yeah, we've had Persona Q on like 3DS and stuff, but if it isn't a mainline, per like if it's, a mainline Persona game, it doesn't come off of the PlayStation platform for some weird reason. I don't know, like what the well, except on the PC mindset. Barrett, as we saw with Golden. I think if we had to pick one, like of these seven announcements, yeah, but that, like, which like, one do you that's think what I'm saying. Here, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say is that like we didn't see Golden come out to PC until what was it, Greg? Like eight years after Golden had come to Vita, like it, it was ridiculous, yeah, you know. And like it yeah, was such that did take way too long. It does often. We see we've seen this with Rockstar in the past. We've seen it with Halo. It mm -hmm. often takes a really, really long time for for big games to find their way onto PC. Not always. Oftentimes they're day and day, but in other times we wait a really long time. My my guess though is that now that they've kind of broken the floodgates. And, and they have brought Persona 4 Golden to the PC. And who knows how successful it's been. That would probably be a big decider. But if it has been good for them, they probably will now be more keen to do it again. And if I, if I, had, to make a, if I had to make a guess, aside from some kind of teaser Persona 6, 
which mm. I think is going to have to be in there. So I don't think you'll get much. I think they'll just basically confirm that they're doing it. Wait, hold I on, think hold Persona on, 5 hold on, hold on, hold on, coming to Steam is, is actually a really good bet. Frank Furter actually what? says, what? yeah. What? Uh, Persona 5 is turning 25 this year and has a new website, new merch, and teasing new personas, a new Persona protagonist. Has enough time passed that they have, they'll have something substantial to show off, or do you think it'll be a teaser to show that the game exists? I think when we get to autumn 2022, it is a teaser to show Persona 6 exists. It's exactly yeah. what Barrett's talking about, where it's like, here's what the mood, color palette, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's going to be... It's gonna be let's see persona 3 was blue four was uh gold uh five was red Red. Uh, persona 6 it's gonna be green green. maybe it's a female protagonist cool it's green it's it's gotta come to xbox right it makes total sense (laughs) okay um (laughs) yeah like uh, maybe it's a female protagonist which would be really cool especially with like uh some of the theories around uh jose from persona 5 royal um yeah, and it's going to be like a 30-second teaser and stuff like that. But yeah, I think the more fascinating, like the other five uh, possible uh, announcements that we don't like, don't know, like, yeah, like Gary, kind of similar to what you were talking about, like the the fans of the Persona series, uh, the entire Persona series have been asking for Persona 3, what is it, FES, uh, to be like brought to any sort of modern platform. So like bringing that to PC, I think would uh, uh, a lot of people would love. Um and then, yeah, like any sort of uh, Persona Five uh, or Persona Five Royal coming to any other platform, I think would be would be pretty big. Someone earlier was saying like they, they still have to make a Persona Five Arena game. I don't know if they'll they'll st- still do that. I don't know how Persona Four Arena uh, did uh, when that came out, uh, which was also weirdly released on 360 um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, like uh, what, what was the thing saying? It could just be like announcements uh could be are up for speculations they could range from new games uh through to merchant uh merchandise drops so yeah like the other I, yeah, I mean, a lot of these are going to be like, merchandise drops yeah. a lot of these are going to be like here's a new pin set here's a new whatever here's new yeah. plush statues and stuff like that yeah um oh, you're wrong let's uh just hear I'm looking, SMT Network wrote in and said, just a heads up, the article Barrett is talking about is from a few years back, like 2017. It just got drug up by entertainment clickbait sites yesterday somehow. Just wanted Mm. to clear that up. Persona 6 is being made by the Royal and Golden team. The team for P5 is making uh, Project ReFantasy. All right, cool. There you go. Maybe they're they're a little farther along than than we expected, but that's, uh, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I believe like the, the, the director who was like the main director for the persona series, like kind of like left uh P studio or something like that is like making his own team to like do something else. And then he might return to P studio later on. I don't know. Um, anyway, there's uh, some, you know, hopeful, uh, hopeful new blood, uh, kind of, uh, taking over persona right now. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just excited by the headline you know regardless of what the details are we're all i'm sure we're all excited to kind of like see more specifics but i'm just excited there's a lot more persona coming it's just Mm. such a joyous world it's so fun i love those characters there's nothing else like it i i enjoyed every minute of the many 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 hours i spent in persona 5 and i'm just thrilled there's going to be a lot more of it that's that's my main takeaway regardless of any specifics perfect thank you barrett thank you gary Uh, anyways, uh, what was it? Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl you want me to do that? I'll do that right now. I'll pull up story four right now before you get out of here. We're doing All story right. four right now. We'll get to the delays in a second. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl has been announced. This is Joe Scrabbles over at IGN.com. Kevin, there's a plea. Uh, please play this link there. 
IGN can exclusively announce Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, a new fighting game featuring characters from, from, from SpongeBob SquarePants, Rugrats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ren, Stimpy, and more. The brawler, which looks to be similar to Super Smash Brothers in style, will come to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in fall 2021. It's being developed by Ludo City uh, and Fair Play Labs and published by Game Mill Entertainment. Uh, we don't have a full list of characters yet, but we know that the game will feature Michelangelo and Leonardo from TMNT, uh, Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries, Powder Toastman from Ren Snippy, SpongeBob SquarePants from SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob, uh, Patrick Starr from SpongeBob, uh, Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, uh, Lucy Loud from The Loud House, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, uh, Helga from Hey Arnold, Reptar from Rugrats, Zim from Invader Zim, and Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. All Star Brawl will also feature twenty levels based on Nickelodeon shows, including Jellyfish Fields from SpongeBob SquarePants and the Technodrome uh, from TM TMNT, uh, and will include single player and multiplayer modes with local and online support for up to four players. You'll also be able to unlock new moves for every fighter as well as earn bonus content for an in-game gallery. Barrett, you're the audience for this. You're telling me you're done with it already? Yeah, because it's the same publisher as the kart racing games. You uh, love the, the kart the racing game. No. <laughs> Have you? Did you see my first impressions of the one that came out last year? Wow. I said it was very, like, it was It was one of those things where, like, it was fun to play a kart racer that wasn't just Mario Kart 8 again. But, mm -hmm. like, besides that, it added absolutely nothing to the kart racing genre. It, like, kind of felt, it, like, kind of had some cool ideas. It kind of felt like Mario Kart, but, like, felt off a little bit. So that's what I expect from this game. It's, like, going to kind of feel like Smash Bros, but it's going to feel off and weird a little bit. And here's the other thing with the, the, uh, the kart games. And yeah. this is like because this is the same publisher, sure. um, they for some reason they don't have like the audio licenses in the cart game. There is no original Nickelodeon music and there is no voice acting. It is all just like this generic same track that plays over and over again. And there's not even like fun little like uh, like, um, you know, onomatopoeia from like the, the characters and stuff like that. Right. It's just like everybody's silent. It's awkward as fuck. It is like the weirdest presentation of a nickelodeon game ever um and that's what i expect from this like don't expect any like a classic nickelodeon music don't expect like like when they hit each other don't expect them to make sound or anything it's going to be weird as shit because for some reason they have the visual licenses for uh nickelodeon uh titles but they don't have the audio licenses. maybe they learned so their lessons so we turn our eyes right. to the future class of video games also a man who on twitter is claiming he's going to be a danny phantom main ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show blessing at yoye junior barrett i love you you're absolutely wrong about this this is gonna be great it's gonna be awesome it's nickelodeon characters fighting against each other what what more can you ask for Nobody thinks this game is going to be great, Barrett. Nobody's looking for greatness out of this game. We just want to beat these characters up like action figures. All right. Have time. fun with the most five out of ten game ever, Blessing. It's going to be a great... Listen, all right? Not every game needs to be a nine. Not every game needs to be a ten. Sometimes you can have fun with a six. I'm a Sonic fan. put that on the back of the box. Sometimes you can have fun with a six. This is a game that I think, you know, people who are Smash fans, people who are Nickelodeon fans are going to have fun with for, like, maybe a night. Maybe two nights, you know, have Danny Phantom fight SpongeBob fighting the Toast guy from Ren and Stimpy, and then you bounce off. Hey, give some, kind of put some respect on Powdered Toast Man, all right? Powdered Toast Man, that's his name. Anyway, Turbo this is Claw Master in chat says Barrett is going to eat his words when this game gets to Evo. 
Now, okay. All right. I mean, they have been. Okay. Honestly, though, honestly, I've been paying attention since this morning to like all the details of this game, and they have announced that this game will have rollback netcode, which is an awesome thing. Guilty Gear uh, Strive had a rollback netcode, and basically, it's it's what is going to be the new standard for online fighting games. It makes online fighting games so much better. Uh, And so it's going to have that. Apparently, it's going to have wave dashing as well, which is a mechanic from Smash that top tier advanced smash players use uh in melee and shit uh, apparently they're paying attention and they're, they're they're doing some things with this game that you wouldn't expect and so chat's paying attention time. too where someone called you out uh blessed for saying the game is going to be great and then follows up with no one expects it to be great <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great six it's not going to be a great great game but it might be a great mediocre game you know, you know what I mean when I say that. Mm, you know what uh, I mean. It's like SpongeBob right. battle for Bikini Bottom, Barrett. Gary, does this do anything game. for you? No. Um, Barrett asked the question earlier, what more do you want? To which my answer would be literally anything else. Um, I woke up this morning. I woke up. I wake up now on Winter Wednesdays on a Tuesday, as you know, Greg. Uh, yeah. I reach for my phone and I like to kind of let's see what's popping off in the world of video game news. Uh, because you know, I want to start percolating on what we're probably sure. going to be talking about later on the show. This was literally the first thing that I saw when I opened the phone this morning the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers clone. And like, my first instinct was, as, as you know, the grumpy gamer in me was just to kind of roll over and pull the covers over my head and go back to sleep. Um, this just is call me and be like, Greg, I can't do the show today. After this all, obviously sorry. is not for me, I don't really understand who it's for, although maybe it's it maybe it is for, for, for Barrett and Blessing and. Uh, you know, the younger generation of gamers. But it's weird. Like I kind of remember, like, for me, the only characters that are of any interest are the Ren and Stimpy characters. But, like, who else really remembers? Like, are you, who was into oh, both Gary. Ren and Stimpy and the fucking Rugrats? Like, it makes no sense. They're standing generations. I look at this list and it's like, okay, like the the Loud House, that seems like something that's got invented and I've never heard of. But they have yeah. Hey Arnold, they have Rugrats. And I'm like, you know what? Those are touchstones for me. I would yeah, definitely it, be Helga Mane. Wild Thornberries, you Nigel Thornberry, yeah, the original famous. You should really you should really be listening. The, the the blessing in Barrett talking about this is a far more interesting and relevant part of the conversation than me weighing, because this is not for me. I'm never gonna play it. I will say just from a from a general standpoint, this is a, a tough and it's a tricky particular direction that they've gone in, which is a Smash Brothers clone, right? There's sure. all the fighting games in the world and the Smash Brothers, which kind of stands apart. Credits for Nintendo back in the day when they decided to get into, you know, a, you know, a roster tournament fighter type, you know, game with the original Smash Brothers. They didn't just do like, here's two characters fighting each other, like, you know, Tekken and Virtua Fighter and Street Fighter and every other game out there, Mortal Kombat, whatever. They they mixed it up. Let's do... Let's put platforms in. Let's let's create a new kind of fighting game. And they did that, and it's been very successful. What has not been successful is people trying to clone that. PlayStation All-Stars, obviously. Where's PlayStation All-Stars 2? Well, you're never going to see it because the first one was a flop. And it's tough. You, the one thing that you have to have, and this is what's interesting, the one thing that you have to have in order to pull off a, a, a fighting game like this is a really good roster. That's why Nintendo is able to get away with it because they have an incredible, incredible roster. And then they created something so powerful, so fun, You've got other franchises that want to come play. Here's fucking Solid Snake. Here's Joker from Persona. Hey, your game is so cool. Can we come play? The Smash Brothers games have the best roster in fighting games. It's incredible. When Sony tried to do it, what it really did was highlight that their roster is just nowhere as good. Once they got past the first couple of top tier characters they have, it got really thin really quickly and it looked a bit silly. You want to be Sir Daniel Fortescue, you're going to tell me? 
So the question is, what kind of roster does Nickelodeon have? And I get it's it's just from all over the place. It's SpongeBob, Rugrats, Invader Zim, Ren and Stay. Again, all these shows that I don't really watch and don't know anything about. So again, yeah, you I just don't said have... a bunch of things that get me super excited. Like all I, those characters for me. And, 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 and that's and that's the thing. This is I this is really like I'm the dad here going, I don't get it. Pop music today is just noise. Like I remember when songs <laughs> were about something and you know, blessing and and, and Barrett, like the again, the younger generation. I think may well respond to this, but it's a mm-hmm. very just from a video game standpoint, it's a very it's an interesting choice because I think that that particular Smash Brothers space, Smash Brothers owns that like no other subsection of the fighting game world. I think they may have done better to do like just a more generic tournament fighter and and put themselves up against you know a, a you know a, a wider plethora of of other games and say we're going to go after Smash Brothers. Like you're going to go after Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is going to kick the shit out of you. So I don't know how this is going to go. It's not for me. I suspect it's gonna just land with a bit of a thud as as Barrett. If I had to pick a side between like Team Blessing and Team Barrett here, I think yeah, six Civil out War. of ten. Mm-hmm. Come and gone in a couple of weeks. I, it doesn't. There's not nothing about it that makes me feel like this is gonna make a difference. To be clear, like I don't even I don't necessarily disagree with you guys entirely. Like I think there is a lot of validity in the things you guys are saying in terms of what the expectations are. Because I think I think. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is a really good one to shout out as a game that came out and didn't do what it was supposed to do. But I think the, dif- the difference there is that that's a PlayStation take on Smash, whereas this is Nickelodeon, and it's them giving it to the studio that Barrett's talking about, right? The studio that did the, the kart racing game that came and went super quickly. I don't know anybody that played that kart racing game. 72 but I on Metacritic right now. I think with that comes way lower expectation, where they're not trying to go for Smash. They are trying to emulate Smash in a way that gets a very casual young audience or maybe like you know Mia Barrett's age audience and lower get them in there to just have fun for a day or two and if this if this game performs maybe to the same amount that a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale did for this game it'll be a huge success because I don't think they're going for anything super big like I think this game is going to come out it's going to be a six out of ten and for some people it'll be a great six out of ten for most people people they're going to be like eh you know, this is a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon fighting game. I was never going to give this a chance to begin with. Like, I think I think even their expectations for what this is going to be is probably really low. And the excitement does come from, oh, shit, I can play as Helga and fight Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And for me, for where I'm at right now, I'm super excited to see even what more announcements that they make for this game, who the new characters are. Because, you know, the the roster we have right now is a pretty pretty decent to basic roster of characters we have wild thornberries you have teenage mutant ninja turtles we have spongebob we have hey arnold rugrats invaders Zim, and danny phantom where is fairly odd parents right where is my life as a teenage robot where is chalk zone oh where is... blessing you have See, way too many expectations well, avatar? They well, like, they're not gonna make this Disney. game without avatar though right you gotta no, have no, Aang no, in here. no avatar was on the the recent kart racer so yeah like they that haven't released so the full cool. list of characters so like yeah avatar is gonna be i think, on I think we can all um, agree this you, is not gonna be like a smash brothers situation where we're all like on tenor hooks to see what the next character yeah, reveals no gonna be. dude like they're not um, putting shock zone in here they're not putting my life maybe, as a teenage robot maybe they here. do though like think no, about it they're though. not blessing i'm telling you <laughs> they're they not, they not supporting this game after launch those there may be by the way characters. there may be specific we're putting way too many expectations on this game that's good oh god they have powdered toast man in this game barrett Listen, powdered toast man. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy who, was like actually like a big thing. Who 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 knew that this fucking game would actually result in the hottest segment, the, the most know, fiery right? back and forth we've had 
in a yeah, long time. Yeah, I, just, I don't want Blessing to be hurt. I don't want Blessing to be hurt the way I was hurt with the kart races. It's like fucking Fox News. Guys, it's fucking Nickelodeon tournament fighter. Calm down. Do you care that I don't think are beyond the real possibility? All right. Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender, I think that would be a slam dunk, and I think that would get crazy excitement. And then two, give me the Crimson motherfucking Shin from the Fairly Odd Parents, because you can't tell me that that matchup wouldn't be fucking wild. Crimson Shin Bear versus in Aang, mind, I bear in mind, case. just because a show has been on Nickelodeon at some point in the past doesn't mean they necessarily have the rights to put it in a game now. There's all kinds of weird licensing sure, but, you know, sure. situations but, with all these different parents, characters. Fairly Odd Parents would be fair game, though. Shout, out, game to, shout out to Chastity Vicenzio, uh, uh, formerly from GameStop, <laughs> no, Ubisoft today, who gave me a genuine laugh when I was making my kids pancakes this morning when she uh, she had a wish list of uh, characters and one of them was Amanda Bynes. If they did, if they did that, dude, if Amanda then Bynes, I would, then the I roster. would be forced to give this game a second All right, look. Yeah, the Amanda, please, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Um, anyways, blessing. I just don't want you to be hurt. You're building way too many expectations for yourself. I just, I, I want you to be I, a happy I, boy. I keep saying it's gonna be six out of ten. Like I know, okay. I know what this is. I'm just excited for this. Right. Maybe the car racers got a 72 Metacritic. You know what I mean? You can dream bigger than that. I mean, that's uh, that's high for that game. This is um, this this is like listening to my to my nine year old kid argue over FaceTime with her best friend over fucking Squirtle versus Charizard or something. It's brilliant. Who's the best? And they get really really annoyed. They get really wound up about it as well. I what love was the it. last thing I was gonna say. Oh, my my biggest question out of all of this though is that like this publisher, I, for, I keep forgetting the publisher uh, for for these games. They've come out with uh, Game Mill, uh, published by Game Mill Entertainment. Yeah. They've come out with more games in the last few years for uh, under the Nickelodeon license than THQ Nordic, which signed like a big like licensing deal with Nickelodeon, and all they have to show for it is SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. They have come out with nothing else since like. That was like 2017 they signed that deal or whatever. Like I was still at IGN and they've done pretty much nothing. And this random ass publisher that makes the most like six out of 10 games ever has done more. And it's just so weird of like, where are the other Nickelodeon games from uh, THQ Nordic that like give people uh, their SpongeBob battle for Bikini Bottom, you know? Uh, anyways, that's all I got to say. Greg, you, you, you've gonna, been I'm happy gonna, to light the here. tinderbox and then stand back and, uh, dude, and watch. Gary, how great is it that we're, we're hosting the show today? We just let other people yell. I know, just just sit back and like <laughs> it's like it's, it's, just we'll sit back and up. let them tear each other's throat out for clicks. Uh, but I'm, Greg, Greg, what do you think? Where do you stand on all of this? I, I mean, Barrett comes in with the expertise of not having the music, not having the voices in the kart racing game. That doesn't spell uh, a success to me over here. I think it's interesting. I I I chuckled watching the trailer. Like, I think that, you know, I, this is one that for sure when codes drop and if, you know, we all, if it's not complete trash or something, I'd love to jump in and play for a little bit with Barrett and uh, Bless and, you know, see who else gets added. Are they going to add cat dog? Am I going to get a cat dog in here? You know what I mean? Can I be Angelica? Can I run through and beat the hell out of everybody that way? Like, it's a cute idea. I think Nickelodeon does have a deep roster, but is the gameplay going to hold up? And I think, you know, we talk about, uh, 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 no, we talk about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, right? And, I think PlayStation not having a grip at the time on really what made PlayStation nostalgia, PlayStation nostalgia. You look at, uh, you know, Astro Bot, right? Or, you know, um, the PS5 Astro game that I always fucking fuck up because I want to say Astro's Playroom. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. It's why, you know, I got Rescue Mission on the brain all the time because of PlayStation VR. It gets confusing. Uh, You know, they nailed what PlayStation was there. But on top of that, remember, the real problem with PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was the weird, we're going to go 95% Smash Brothers in that, why not just go 100% Smash Brothers? So just go 100% Smash here, right? And like, yeah, sure. All right, cool. Let's see what it is. I, for me, I would, I'm never going to get into this game. I'm not a fighting game guy. I'm not a Smash guy. I'm not a Nickelodeon guy. Like I have fond memories of old school Nickelodeon thing, but I'd be interested to see how 
they lean into it of you know when you talk about smash obviously so much of it is the roster but then there are the environments there are the spirits there are the you know nostalgia and drops in there like right can we get a wild and crazy kids level like that's for me can we get a hey dude level can we be fighting wanna, on the dude range i feel like it did touch on this a little bit when i acknowledge at the top that i'm too old to really be the market or, or to even understand what the market for this is so i'm going to read out a text from my from my wife who's a bit younger you. than me uh and she and, and she weighs in you're missing a huge group of millennials who grew up with a lot of those cartoons. That character list actually got me interested purely for nostalgia reasons. So go, again, maybe this is a big fucking hit. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows anything. All right. Barrett Blessing, thank you for coming in. I'm sorry you guys had to tear apart your friendship here, but we appreciate you coming in to give us the young I'm never speaking later. to Blessing ever again. Barrett, do you want to play some Knockout City later? Oh, maybe. You know though. you want to. You know maybe, you want to. Also, I just want to shout out. This is something that I didn't uh, say earlier. Uh, back to the Persona thing. It's wild that it's 25 years because it feels like just yesterday, like I was opening up Persona 5 and it would open with the 20 year anniversary shit. Yeah. And I, that's funny. Just, yeah, I know. It's wild. Anyways, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's hook up in uh, some knockout shitty later. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. You can go squat up somewhere else. All right. Get out of here. Don't worry about it. Thanks for coming through, Blessing. All right. Uh, let's all take a breath. All right. Things got heated there. We didn't want them to get heated, but they got heated. It did, you know? didn't it? So who would have thought that that would, that would be the topic? When Barrett came in and off the that bench, level was like, of debate. this game's going to suck. And then I saw Blessing join the call. I was like, here we go. You know what I mean? Get out of their way. Let them have the floor. They got to they gotta sort this out I mean, themselves. Just, I mean, it was like, it was like J- July 4th. Just light the, light the blue touch paper. Stand back and yeah. let the fucking fireworks go off. So everybody, here's my deep breaths, right? In out in out all right while you do that get find your zen i'll remind you that my zen is found on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you can go to write in to be part of the show you can go to get the post show we do each and every weekday you can go to get access to every show we do with exclusive goodies and a bevy of different details but more importantly you can go there to get this episode of kind of funny games daily ad free but guess what jack you didn't go there so here's blessing to tell you about our sponsors This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeyes, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. In the US, and Games CA in Canada. Don't forget that's code Games 2021 or Games CA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We're also brought to you by Full Sail University. We know that you love video games, but have you ever considered making them? If so, then I want to tell you about Full Sail University, which offers a variety of gaming degree programs on campus and online that can teach you the tools, technology, and workflow used by today's gaming studios. You can learn level design, programming, character modeling, production, and more. Graduates from Full Sail have worked on awesome games like Grand Theft Auto V, the Call of Duty series, Rocket League, and many more. Full Sail has degrees available in game development, 
game design, and game art, as well as many other degrees in entertainment and media. To learn more about Full Sail's programs, as well as potential scholarship opportunities, visit fullsail.edu slash funnygames. That's fullsail.edu slash funnygames. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Omen Oasis. Sick of all the randos sliding into your team chat whenever you and your friends are grouped up in your favorite games? I know I am. I play Knockout City a lot. Then you need your own private oasis, your own paradise in the let's admit it, wasteland that can be online gaming. Oasis is a free and easy to use add-on for Omen Gaming Hub that creates a virtual room for you and up to 15 of your friends for private gaming and watch parties. But Oasis isn't just any virtual room. With low latency, 720p, 30fps screen sharing, and seamless audio quality, you can quit worrying about technical difficulties, stop arguing over who has the worst internet connection, and get to playing. Play together, watch together, chat together, share together, all with Oasis by Omen. Go to bit.ly slash OasisKF to download Oasis on the Omen Gaming Hub and try out the beta now. And out. <sighs> all right, good. Now that you're all in the nice places, then. Now that you're <laughs> even keel, let's get into the bad news. Number two on the Roper Report, but it's actually number three, but you can tell I move things around. Number two, Ghostwire Tokyo is officially delayed. Uh, this statement was released today by Tango Game Works. We've made the decision to delay the launch of Ghostwire Tokyo to early 2022. We want to get the game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. At the same time, we're also focused on protecting the health of everyone at Tango. Our new release window will give us time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. Thank you for being patient as we work to bring you an experience unlike anything else we've ever made. We can't wait to show you more in the coming months. Gary, I'm going to toss in here number three as well. Just Cause Mobile got delayed today, too. They put out a similar statement. I'm going to read that. We're grateful to you, the JCM community, for all the passion you've shown for Just Cause Mobile. As you're aware, the global COVID-19 pandemic has affected many studios, and unfortunately, ours is no different. We've had to adjust to new ways of working, and that has resulted in delays to our development schedule. As a result, we've made the tough decision to delay the global launch of Just Cause Mobile until 2022. We know this news may be disappointing, but we hope you understand why the decision was made. We look forward to showing you more of the game as we get closer to launch. Until then, please continue following the Just Cause mobile social media accounts and turn on notifications so you are among the first to see title updates. Gary, delays are good, yes? Delays are often uh, necessary. Uh, certainly, I think in the age of COVID, we've seen a lot of it. It's um, it's it's unavoidable. I don't think anyone's too judgmental about when games of course. get delayed these days, especially in the age of crunch. You know, I think gamers are coming around to the idea that, you know, they'd rather wait to play the game. Um, the idea that, that human beings make their games, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, a, a, they took the time to get it right and ship a game. For me, one the, the two biggest problems are crunch and, and you know, people being subjected to, you know, um, uh, un- unacceptable, you know, working conditions and expectations, and also games shipping, games shipping in a broken state. We're all sick of it, right? We're all sick of buying games on day one and they don't work. You got to wait for four or five patches before it's where it should have been at one point So I don't know how how much that's ever really going to go away. But taking the time to get it right, taking extra time, delaying the game rather than hitting an arbitrary date uh, against Cyberpunk will forever be the poster child for what happens when you ship a game. Uh, to hit an arbitrary date. 
So I think that was, was a wake-up call for a lot of people all across the development spectrum. And um, yeah, I know Ghostwire Tokyo is a game that has a lot of positive energy behind it. A lot of, a lot, you know, people really love those devs. Uh, a lot of expectation. Hopefully the attitude in, in response to this news today is, yeah, absolutely. Take the time to get it right. We'll be yeah. here when you're ready. Lots of, look, there's plenty of other games to play. There's tons of other games coming out this year. Go play something in your backlog. There's plenty of other things to do. You don't just have to like wait around, looking at your watch, waiting for a game to come out. Go live your life, do other things. Just Cause Mobile, I didn't even know that was a thing, but you know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, it, for, I, I, it, I agree, of course. You know, take all the time you need for a game. Don't uh, stretch your team. Obviously, everybody's trying to get, you know, uh, into whatever the new normal is and what a pandemic normal is going to be. And obviously, I saw Paris Lily from the kind of funny X casting gamer tag radio today, you know, shouting from the rooftops. This is what he's been saying, you know, lower your expectations for games in 2021. Uh, I think that when you get to Ghostwire Tokyo specifically, obviously, this doesn't surprise me. I don't think, I think we've seen so little from that game. And that even makes sense, right? Because we're still talking about Deathloop right these are bethesda published games that are coming out and so why put them on top of each other uh, especially since they're both playstation exclusive let death loop come out in september as normal let ghostwire cook longer and then of course keep making all your xbox exclusives don't worry about it and just cause mobile kevin you're the just cause guy are you gonna play just cause mobile no god no no i think there's something to be said that like delays aren't good they might be necessary and if they are necessary, I'm glad they're happening. But like, I don't know, companies need to get better at like telling us when their shit's going to come out for reals and not just lying, you know, or giving sure. us unrealistic numbers. Cause like, that's the thing. Like that sucks. People are excited for these games that like save their money. And they're like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, well, I guess not. Cause like, you know, I, I guess I'll never play halo. Yeah. <laughs> this this really this really does again demonstrate I think the disconnect. This is what I was talking about when we talked recently about the Switch OLED uh model. Uh yeah. that a lot of people go, "Oh, it's not what I want, it's not what I want." But it it, it is in fact what a lot of people want and 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 Nintendo will sell a lot of them. The re the, the reason I re I return to that point is because like you know us saying, "Oh, you know, we're not interested in just cause mobile." Um, you know, like that that Diablo mobile uh game was was when it was announced was 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 mocked by you know hardcore diablo fans and met with a lot of derision and usually when you hear about like a mobile version of a game people go ah they're really dismissive of it but again those tend to be people just in our little echo chamber a little a little bubble like pubg mobile is massive it's huge and if you look at the numbers overall anytime some people go oh well you know if you look at um video games video games are, are, are bigger in terms of you know money you know coming in and revenue than than hollywood movies that's true but look at how the video game industry actually breaks down pc is the smallest part of it then consoles is a big chunk of it the biggest single chunk is mobile i think it's almost all, or if not more than half it's huge mobile is huge and so it may not it may not be for us, it may not be for people who post on message boards and watch, you know, YouTube videos and get very excited and passionate about games. But for but for the bigger, broader market, the casual gamers, everyone out there that are happy to play games and just get on with it and not have to post every single thing they think about video games on Twitter or or, or whatever, they that is a huge, huge market, and that's why you see a lot of these mobile extensions of, of popular franchises. Well, Kevin brings up two interesting points there. Yeah, well, I guess springboarding off of Kevin brings up two interesting points. To do the most recent one first here with Gary saying, you're right, of course, that yes, you know, is a mobile game. Mobile games are huge. They're just not necessarily huge with core console consumers, hardcore gamers, whatever the hell they are. I'm looking forward to that Marvel uh, Future Revolution game, but like, will it actually deliver? Or is it, am I going to be able to use my backbone? Or is it going to be that, no, I need to do swipey swipes and then I'm going to be like, oh, this is just like the clap hands golf game that I don't want to play because I don't want to play games that way. 
that's true. You're 100% right. Just Cause Mobile makes 100% sense because you want to try to get into that mobile market and get that money and find those people and yada, yada, yada. Back to Kevin's thing, though, of like delays aren't good. If they're necessary, they could be necessary, but not necessarily good. I think one of the things that gets your, I, I think Kevin made his point very well, but the one thing in there that, you know, uh, gets shook up, right, is like oftentimes the people putting the, stupid date out that isn't the real date are aren't the developers right they're the publishers they're the people who are worrying about their shareholders or worrying about this other thing worrying trying to make a big move to make sure they're fiscally yeah all that bullshit so i mean it's that weird thing of yeah publishers should be more realistic you know developers obviously should need to share more realistic thing but i also think that as i've call out so many games i would have told you that ghostwire tokyo wasn't coming this year right like i think you can see the writing on the wall based on how much stuff's come out for a game and i don't and like i think you get to interesting situations where right now right i fully believe that everyone at guerrilla games is working as hard as possible to make sure to make horizon uh forbidden west hit this year i do not think that's going to happen and playstation to their credit right even though they've said 2021 herman has done the playstation blog interview he's like listen we're trying We'll see, you know, we think we have a shot at it, but it's going to be tough. Like that's the push and pull of it. Right. But that's what I'm always talking about is that I want to see more company heads, developers, publishers, whoever be open and honest about where they're at with this kind of stuff. Speaking of being open and honest, number five on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, the ESA is talking about COVID and gaming. We're going to go over to Rebecca Valentine at IGN.com, who starts our article like this. Quote, more people are playing games than ever before in the United States. Entertainment Software Association President Stanley Pierre Lewis tells me in an introduction I feel I've heard a few times before, admittedly for a very good reason. We're speaking about the ESA's Essential Facts Report, an annual survey of the video game playing habits of 4,000 Americans. The 2021 rendition has nearly 227 million Americans playing video games, up from 214 million in 2020. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of stats and stuff that Rebecca's doing, but to the point I'm going to use in this show, I cut it out and go to this. In, in combing through the report each year and looking for trends, I'm consistently struck by how consistent yeah, consistently struck by how consistent the rest of the numbers seem to be. Roughly the same number of men play games as women, 55% to 45%, a relatively even balance that's held steady for years now. The age breakdown, 20% of players under 18, 7% over the age of 65, and the average age of 31 is also about the same as it's been for a while, give or take a few minor fluctuations. Casual gamers are still far and away the most popular genre. Casual games are still far and away the most uh, popular genre. And nearly half of all games, 49%, get an E for everyone ESRB rating, a rating system regularly used by 86% of parents. The key this year's key difference. Let me try this again. This year's key difference isn't how many people are playing or who they are, but how they're playing. As Pierre Lewis tells me, uh, in the 2021 report, 74% of, of parents, 74% of parents said they played games with their kids at least once a week. That's up 55% who said the same year said, said the same thing last year, a massive jump. So we're, this year in the you know 2021 report, as compared to 2022 with a whole global pandemic, Gary, we're up from 55% to 74% of players saying they play games with their kids. Yeah, Again, I think that's. I think that's brilliant. And that, and that one of the reasons why I'm so excited for you and Jen is given that you're both gamers, yeah. the, 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 the opportunity you're going to have in the years that follow for you to play games as a family with your kid, it's just delightful. It's the most, it's the most fun thing. We are a, a big family of video gamers. I'm so lucky that, uh, that my, that my daughter grew up loving video games as, as much as uh, me and my wife do. And like, just, just look, take a snapshot of like the games that we've been playing 
in the house, in the Witter household over the past uh, few weeks, and even just in the last week. You know, uh, I've got two different It Takes Two games going, one with, my, one with my wife, one with my daughter. We were playing Mario Party just last night. We love to play Tetris Effect Connected. There's a great three-player mode, so it's perfect for the three of us. You know, you play collaboratively against, uh, you know, increasingly difficult CPU bosses. Um, uh, Mario, we, we played Mario Kart again this weekend. We always, I, I kind of, I wish there was actually... That, that companies would look at this data and realize there's actually a really, really, really big market for whether it be Sackboy or Mario Party or Tetris Effect or It Takes Two and all the kind of games that I'm talking about. And there are many others I'm not, I'm not oh, yeah. even talking about right now, but not necessarily like competitive games where you're trying to beat each other up, but ones where you can just anything that encourages you to play together, whether that be competitively, whether that be collaboratively, things that encourage kind of family play, team play, group play. Uh, whether it be local or online, obviously it's already a big thing. I just wish it were bigger and bigger. Whenever sure. we, whenever we're scrolling through Xbox Game Pass, or we're looking at the PlayStation Store, or the Nintendo eShop, or we're looking at Steam, or anybody who's going to looking for like the next game, the number one criteria we have is what is a what is a really fun thing. What's a fun game that can facilitate us doing something together as a family? So I, I I'm glad that we're seeing data like this rise to the top because hopefully it will steer developers and publishers. Um, in the direction of making most more definitely. games like that. I think that you will most definitely see that, right? And I think uh, it's an interesting time right now. You know, you mentioned, of course, uh, Jen and I expecting our first child. But obviously, you look around the industry at people who talk to you about video games and the number of children they have. And really, what I was talking about in my life for my own passion for video games, right, of video games aging with me and maturing with me and the fact that we're to a point now where there are so many parents who are excited to play games with their kids. I think you'll only see this number go up, and I think you're only going to see uh, the industry respond to that, right, and make experiences like what you're talking about, Gary, more cooperative games to get in there, more ways to play together as a family and do that. And obviously that's something we've seen from the Wii and a bunch of different things as well. I'm not trying to you know, talk shit about anything that came before. Actually, like it didn't, but I do think you're going to continue to see more well-rounded experiences more games that are remember you know i remember being at ign and you know reviewing ps2 kids games that were coming out right and they were garbage they were bad games but now gary you're talking about something like it takes two something that i think is in the conversation for game of the year so far and that is Absolutely. something that can be enjoyed by hardcore gamers or you playing with your daughter right like there's something there for everybody yeah absolutely and you're right i mean it's not that this is necessarily nothing new like the lego games have been doing this brilliantly for years right like we my wife and i loved playing the lego games together even before we had a kid um but yeah we we definitely want to see more of this you know again mario golf has been one of the reasons why it's been so popular in my household is you know my kid and i like playing it we both go off and practice and then we'll go challenge each other i just i i want to see more it's 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 a huge huge market and again the more we see data like this rise to the top and validate that it will hopefully because companies don't you develop things on a whim. They want to see hard data. They want to see mm -hmm. facts. They mm -hmm. want to have a good statistical analytical foundation for any financial risk that they take. So if there's a reports come out and say, hey, guess what? People really, really like playing games together as a group, as a family together. It Takes Two has been a massive hit. Um, you know, any any kind of games that encourage that kind of cooperative, collaborative, again, whatever the base, whether you're playing against each other or with each other as a team, just anything that encourages you to kind of get on the couch together, have fun together, you know, fighting over the controllers and stuff like that. It's 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 one of the most fun things that we do together as a family. I, I'm so lucky because, you know, kids don't necessarily, you know, 
another kid might grow up and say, I don't care about video games. That would sure. be heartbreaking for me, but it, it, it's very much a product of the environment. My kids growing up watching her, her um, mom and dad play video games. So she kind of just naturally gravitated towards it. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be the case uh, when your child arrives is going to grow up in a very kind of video game, positive, friendly household. And it's just, it's just wonderful. Like the, the, the more, the more family members getting together, the, the reason why like WarioWare um was uh the big uh, the big hit for me out of that nintendo directors i immediately grabbed onto that i was like that's something that i can play with my but, kid yeah. that's something i can play yeah. with my wife it's going to be fun yeah brilliant uh number six and final here on the roper report is a combination number one breaking news the theme for fall guys season five is jungle adventure gary used to host a, a fall guys talk show yeah i'm sure I one did. day he'll bring it back and do some stuff what does jungle adventure do for you I'm excited about it. I re the funny thing is Fall Guys, as you know, I was really, really into it for a long time. I was actually making content based on Fall Guys. I actually played in a handful of uh, competitive uh, Fall Guys tournaments. I used to stream it a lot. I got, you know, my fair share of crowns. I was really, really competitive at it. I used to rage quite a bit. I used to, I played that game to death. It was for a good chunk of last year, my most played game, probably second only to Animal Crossing. Sure. Um, and I just loved, and, and then I kind of like, you know, Among Us came out, you know, you always move on to like the next thing. And so it kind of, the, the it, we're always like very fickle in our tastes, but I recently returned to it because I hadn't played a lot of the most recent update, the, the kind of the space age one season four. And I just, it's one of those games. You can just always come back to and pick, you know, you got 20 minutes to kill. I'll just do a couple of rounds of four guys. Like, man, I, and I really remember, man, this game is so much fun. I love four guys so much. It really, it was, I think it was my game of the year last year. I love it to bits. I've recently returned to it and I'm having so much fun with it. And so, and I just started thinking like, man, it kind of feels like the time for them to be announcing season five. I wonder what the theme's gonna gonna be. There's so many different ways they could go. Jungle Adventure, I think, is a. I, I can just yeah, immediately that's suggestive of all the kind of fun that they'll be that sure. you'll be able to have with the different environments, the aesthetic, the music, the whole thing. It'll have kind of like a Pitfall, Legends of the Hidden Temple kind of vibe to it. I think that's going to be a ton of fun. I'm very excited about Four Guys season five, and hopefully they can get it. It seems it, it seems like there's been a bit of a delay, but I'm really hoping they can get it onto Xbox. A Nintendo Switch. They did announce it. We don't know when it's coming though. I'm still making the prediction that it's going to drop on Game Pass day one. We'll see if I'm right in time. But for you know, I know people like to make the oh, dead game joke. It's still super popular. You can anytime you jump into a lot. We'll make sure it's not world, a dead game. Don't worry about that. They will they, soon enough. They will launch the Marvel season, and then everybody will be back in Fall Guys, myself included. I, I love it. The, it makes it makes it makes me rage like no other game. But that, but you know, you know what? That, that if you that that is the sweet spot, right? If you can get like the thing that I say the most when I play Fall Guys is "fuck this game." Let's just play one, one more. more. You yeah, know, if you, can, if you yeah. can get into that zone, that's when you've really got people on the hook. And Fall Guys has done that brilliantly. And then uh, your other. It, I put it as a rumor. I don't want to give it a full-blown news story because who knows, but uh, PSU.com's uh, Michael Haridance is reporting on a Reddit thread where, according to a quality assurance tester, the upcoming Ghost of Tsushima, Iki Island, uh, featured in Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, will add about 15 to 20 hours of gameplay into the mix. You can go to PSU.com, read the article there. It talks a little bit about things that are going to be on the island too, what the tester has seen, stuff like that. I don't want to get into spoilers, but I know we've had this ongoing conversation about Director's Cuts, uh, 10 bucks more for your upgrade on uh, PS5 for Death Stranding, 20 for the PS4 upgrade on PS4, add an extra one in to get $30 over on PS5. It's a long conversation. All of this is part of it. We talk a lot about director's cuts over on uh, PS I Love You Today, but I wanted to put this out there as that seems super high to me. I was expecting something more like 8 to 10. 
I'd be thrilled with eight to 10, let alone 15 to 20, but putting it out there just to have it out there in your cap, feather in your cap. We'll see eventually if some sucker punch person like Andrew Goldfarb ever opens his yap to tell us how long it is. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Gary, I, your wife, and every gaming person with taste can't wait for Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. But August is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Radio Viscera on PC, Where the Heart Leads on PS5 and PS4, Curved Space on Switch, Shape of the World on PS5, Blood Money, the latest update to Red Dead Online is available for download now, and then Solsta, Crown of the Magister, Sorcerer Update is available now on PC. New dates for you. Uh, Company of Heroes 3 has been announced. It is coming to PC in late 2022. Neverwinter will launch the update Jewel of the North on PC July 27th and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One Fall 2021. Maneater Truth Quest Conspiracy Theories Point is coming August 31st, 2021. I know you love Maneater, Gary. Wait, is that a DLC for Maneater? Yeah. It's yeah, oh, Maneater's the Maneater Truth Quest Conspiracy Theories Point. Oh, I see what's going on. That's it's, They're trying to get clever with their fucking headline. Maneater Truth Quest Conspiracy Theories is coming out August 31st, 2021. Is that free DLC for Maneater? I don't know. Let me dig out the press release for you. I'm going to have to I'm Because you know, Greg, that's one of my uh, many, many Platinums. I've got three of them now. I know you love and, it. And uh, that's that's one of them. I loved that game, Maneater, man. That, I, t- t- telling every it's one of those games that kind of like, you know, under the, you know, no pun intended, but like kind of like, you know, swims along under the surface. You don't necessarily, it's not one of those games that like everyone's talking about, but I got really into Maneater. It was so, literally was talking to a friend of mine this weekend saying to them, like, go, go check out Maneater now that it's, because he has an Xbox. Go check it out now that it's on Xbox. Maneater Truth Quest is what this is yeah. called. Again, on, man. I'm trying to be clever with your fucking press release headlines. Maneater Truth Quest uh, is Maneater Truth Quest DLC will require the base game Maneater to play and will be yep. available for $14.99. Oh, okay. I wonder how much does it say what you get for that? Sure. I, let me just give you the whole run. Yeah, run, tell run, me. Run. Developer Tripwire Interactive is excited to put one of the greatest mysteries surrounding Maneater Truth Quest to rest, confirming an August 31st, 2021 launch date for the downloadable content add-on to Maneater for all the PlayStation platforms, all the Xbox platforms, PC, blah, blah, blah. Starring the titular and evolved bull shark protagonist and investigative journalist slash narrator Trip Westhaven, Maneater Truth Quest will take players down the rabbit hole of dark secrets and conspiracies surrounding Port Clovis and the Naval Wildlife Organization, a.k.a. the NDA. Uh, new features and content will include new evolution set, new evolution Ooh. set, maximum level cap increased to 40, five new organ evolutions with one additional organ slot unlocked at 35, uh, new wildlife, new uber pre- apex predator, new evolved hunt creatures, uh, new military forces for bounty hunter system, military uh, land forces will launch attacks from beaches and fortifications, helicopters will hunt by air, five new bounty bosses, new weapons and vehicles for military boundary hunters, and the new objectives objective types failure to communicate uh, tail whip objects to destroy the target objective and then time trial swim through the rings before time runs out i'm excited i'm excited about that i loved man eater i'll i'll happily reinstall it on my playstation 5 and and get that dlc that sounds great fantastic 
Uh, continuing new dates for you. Uh, Blonde uh, is coming to September 7th on PC and mobile. Uh, Russian Subway Dogs is finally coming to PS Vita next week. It'll be one of the final games that's released on Vita. Uh, Are they Night still Bo- putting out? I thought we, every, well, every six months is like, this is the last game for the Vita. Well, remember, July 20th is the cutoff. July 20th is the cutoff. They're not closing the Vita store, but they're cutting off submissions. So like July 20th okay. is it. All right. So that will be the begin, the true beginning of the end. Okay. Uh, Nightbook will be available on July 27th for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, uh, Nintendo Switch, and iOS devices. Phoenix Point Behemoth Edition is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on October 1st. Uh, and then Friday, Apple Arcade will see Angry Birds Reloaded, uh, Alto's Odyssey, The Lost City, and Doodle God Universe. Uh, some deals of the day for you. UFC 4 comes to EA Play today. Of course, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can get EA Play for no additional cost. And then Stonefly, uh, the game written by Kind of Funny Best Friend, uh, Belinda Garcia, is 20% off on Steam. It ends tomorrow, that deal. So if you're looking for I'm Stonefly, glad you're including Apple Arcade stuff now in these release dates, Greg, because people should not be sleeping on that service, especially if you have an Apple TV. You know, everything that drops on Apple Arcade is on Apple. It's not just on the phones and the mobile devices, but on, an app, on Apple TV as well. Um, take a tip from me. If you've got an Apple TV, get that five bucks a month subscription for Apple Arcade or get whatever subscription. They have a bunch of them now. Some of them like throw Apple Arcade into it. We have this thing called Apple One that has like all the you know, Apple Music, Apple News, uh, Apple Arcade. It's all thrown in together for like 20 bucks a month or whatever. But like get your get your PlayStation controller, or your Xbox controller, Bluetooth connected to your Apple TV. There, It's like I would say it's second only to Game Pass in terms of like the amount of stuff that you get for what you pay for five bucks a month. It's yeah. all really, really high quality games, really, really good stuff. Well curated by Apple. I think it's a great value and not enough people are talking about what's going on on Apple Arcade. Good stuff. Well, there you go. Uh, time for You're Wrong. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Uh, Gabe Hewitt writes in and says, Gary wasn't sure if he was on last Tuesday. He was. You guys talked about I was because we, we talked about OLED. That's right, yeah. Um, nanobiologist swings in for Barrett's THQ Nordic stuff. The THQ Nordic Nickelodeon deal was only re-releases of old games. Quote, as part of their agreement with Nickelodeon, THQ Nordic is planning to re-release fan-favorite video games inspired by beloved Nickelodeon properties such as Avatar Last Airbender, Back at the Barnyard, Cat Scratch, Danny Phantom. It goes on like this. So it's old games is what you're looking for there, Barrett. Uh, Zaire says, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is not developed by the same team as Nickelodeon Kart Racer. Nickelodeon Kart Racer is developed by Bantang Games, while Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is developed by Ludo City, uh, with who made Slap City, which is a pretty good Smash clone. Okay. Uh, nanobiologist says that's not that's not you're wrong. Uh, okay, Timmy Buddy says, just so you know, the UFC games are only on console, not on PC, just in case you were wondering or confused. And then no, we don't. Don't worry. It's not a you're wrong. ALWT Gaming says uh, Smite has Stranger Things Battle Pass today. So there you go. I missed that release date, I guess, or what else today. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every week on a variety of platforms, we come to you with the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash games, where we are about to do a post show for you enjoy at a later time of course while we're doing the post show you can say on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right here you will see the boys and they will be playing it's opening they're gonna be playing oh bruce bruce green is uh joining they're gonna play battlefield four it's gonna be like an hour and a half bruce what Uh, he's joining at like 12 30 i think but it's still accurate 
Yeah, I know, but I don't want the kids coming in here and being like, "Where's Bruce? Where's?" They, I mean, Bruce? they're gonna be happy there. You know, these kids they'll they'll show up for anything. You want to just have it's just Cecil sleeping. They'll watch that. Don't worry about it. It's so cute. Anyways, uh, that's what's coming up right after Kind of Funny Games Daily as we go to do the post show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you want to catch uh, Bruce Green eventually showing up to this Twitch stream and you didn't catch it live, no big deal. You can go to our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. All of our daily streams get archived over there. Gary, you did great today. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That was fun. I really, I, my favorite part of the show was the one that I had the least to do with just sitting back and watching Barrett and Blessing come to blows over, you know, SpongeBob versus fairly odd parents that was incredible it's like a world i know nothing about but it's fascinating to, to watch from the outside well we got more to talk about over in this post show so until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you